I'm Eric. And this is a podcast where we watch two movies, two bad movies. You watch your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Two bad movies with a similar theme and then figure out which one is better. And uh, if I were still naming the uh, episodes. That's true. We can come up with a name to do in the episode. Yeah, you you like titles, we want the SEO of the names of these movies. I don't even know what SEO means. Search engine optimization. Okay, I don't know internet things. So uh, if I were still trying to be clever and name the episodes uh this one would be called cannon fodder eric came up with that one mm-hmm. so you can thank him for that but uh, because they're both canon movies that are sort of ripoffs of indiana jones not sort of ripoffs they are pretty much direct they're not rip-offs. stone cold ripoffs in the way that like well no, i can't think of i mean example. they're stone cold ripoffs in that the people starring in them say that they're ripoffs and describe the them yeah that? yeah i mean it's obviously it's going for that sort of oh i'm an adventurer yeah it's it's in that sense a ripoff but they're not like a copy of plots and everything similar. No, 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 no. They're not. Yeah, they're not parodies. It's, well, they, maybe right. not parody, but they're not like a. It's like what's that? Asylum? Dante's Peak and Armageddon, or not Armageddon and Volcano. Like right. those are different movies. They're just obviously going for the same thing, and that's what they they saw the how well it was doing. It's like, oh, we want an, an archaeological adventure quest too, so we'll do our own. Yeah, this isn't quite Atlantic Rim versus Pacific Rim or Transmorphers versus <laughs> Transformers. There was something called Atlantic Rim. Oh yeah, yeah. It's part of the newest mystery science theater incarnation amazing i found it unwatchable so even you with part of the movie uh well i tried to watch the mystery science theater version of the movie and was it about big robots and undersea villains and stuff too or yeah yeah it just was a uh, rim it, there, there just was nothing for them to work with so anyway DTR. these are not what dick to rim <laughs> okay <laughs> that's that actually from that movie i was talking about the package that's on netflix eric is in love with this movie it was, on i watched it on a whim and it was surprisingly funny it reminded me of like sex drive or Eurotrip and comedies like that uh, well sad i missed it uh i guess i can go back and watch it now you don't it. get my dick to rim jokes <laughs> yeah sorry but anyway so back to the movies that we're actually going to be talking about the specific ones in question are King Solomon's Mines from 1985 and f- 85. Yes. And Firewalker from 1986. So, a lot of thought put into these. Only uh-huh. a year apart. And well, both they were of them- always churning out movies, oh, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, canon. That was their MO. Uh so they they're both canon and we decided to watch these after I watched a pretty famous documentary at this point that hopefully all of you have seen, and if you haven't, you should go and watch it right now. But it's called Not Electric... right now. At least finish our podcast Right, right, first. right. In about 45 or so minute, <laughs> minutes-ish, you should go watch uh, Electric Boogaloo, the wild untold story of Canon Films. Uh, I don't think we're going to talk about that too no, much because... Really. Honestly, it's just more fun to watch. It's not going to be that fun to listen to us talk about it. But it is a story of these two crazy Israeli hucksters who uh, ran this low-budget film group in the 80s, and they made things like Which King Solomon's Mines. Which was eventually undone by Masters of the Universe, right? Yeah, yeah, that part. was pretty much the nail in the coffin, that yeah. and Superman 4. Right. And uh, it's a great documentary, and they do talk about these two movies specifically. Yeah, so these are Indiana Jones. They came about after... Temple of Doom, and uh, they both definitely tried to copy the woman from Temple of Doom, yeah, looks-wise. Right. So you're talking about they aren't really that much? No. They both have, like, the blonde, frizzy-haired, yeah. like... Well, oh, yeah, I mean, obviously women. they went for a copy, but it wasn't, it's not a, um, plot-wise, they're not the same at all. Right. So we started off by watching King Solomon's Minds first, and do you want to guess 
the Rotten Tomato score Ooh, on this. It's probably low. Because usually, because, yeah. I'm guessing like 25%. Uh, how about 12? Oh, no, 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 8. 8? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, well, we always say these are 80s movies. There are not that many uh, reviews. Right. So I said 12 because I wrote next to each of these the number of reviews so they had. This only reviews? had 12 reviews. Okay. Yeah. So but that means only like one of them was positive. Yep, that's exactly what that means. Only one of them, <laughs> only one of them was positive. So that's about what you expect from a canon movie, I would say. Yeah. And uh, the plot of this one is why don't you go for it? I'm terrible with the plots. Well, it's just the, this guy, this old guy, is hired to read a map on some artifact, and he basically gets kidnapped and forced to read it. And his daughter comes out there to look for him and has hired this Indiana Jones type character to guide her. And Named eventually Alan Quartermain. Quartermain, yeah. And eventually they find the map and go on a quest for the gold and King it's a map to King Solomon's mine. Okay. That's pretty much it. Well, yeah. I mean that's the major po- the general plot. That's true. There's not like a lot of plot points. There's so not this... twists or anything. There's just things that happen along the way. Right. It it happens to it just so happens to star John Rice Davies. It, as the <laughs> who's interestingly as, in both of these movies yes he is uh, clearly he had some sort of so they were like he was in, yeah, he's he, not he's not allergic to cash money no. so and he was in indiana jones yep so, of course or temple of doom at least and uh no he was in the first one he was he oh, not, even not temple in doom. Temple i meant doom? i meant raiders of the lost ark not yeah temple. he may have showed his face in one of the other movies so so my my dirty oh, he's in the secret, third one too isn't my he? dirty secret is that i'm not a big indiana jones fan yeah. So I don't actually know that much about those movies. I get I just get them mixed up in my head because I've seen them, especially specifically the first and third one. I've seen a lot, and I get them confused. And the first it. and third are the most similar. They both right. are they like the Nazis, right. and yeah. And the he's second definitely one, in the first one because he's like asps very dangerous. You go first when there's a pit of snakes. You and everyone else listening to this remembers that, and I I remember the pit of snakes. But I don't remember almost anything else besides like faces melting yep. and like uh, the shot contest with Marion Ravenwood and yeah. of course the shooting the guy with the whip stuff like that. Sword. He has the whip. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll leave. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, both of these movies got a hold of John Rice Davies. He has a bigger role in King Solomon's Mind. In this Mind. one, he's the main, basically one of the main bad guys. Right. And he's just a. Uh, one of their friends who shows up for 10 minutes in the other movie. Yeah, and one of the things that makes this movie feel weird is that it is set during World War One. Right, World But the War bad I. guys are still Germans because Indiana Jones. But they're not Nazis because it's Nazis. World War One. Yeah, it's World War One, And it has a weird feel to it because we, as an audience, are accustomed to seeing... When you talk about like colonial, because it's it takes place in Africa, right? In some you know undisclosed place in Africa, or whatever. And when we think about colonialism, we're used to seeing either British or French villains. Yeah, not Ger- like yeah Germans didn't World War really, One Germans. Yeah, Germans didn't really have like co- colonies. But I don't so. think they were necessarily supposed to have. They just had like an outfit of Germans there. Yeah, this I think it's what just it you was, got that vibe because it's like that's what they normally show you in these situations. So it kind of throws you off as you're watching the movie because you're like, wait, is, is this World War Two? Exactly. Yeah, for a late second, I was like, wait, this is earlier than I thought because I assumed that it was going to be around the same time as Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like thirty, but I'm like, what's with these Germans? I'm like, did they just mess up that badly and made them like 
the uniforms and everything and not even Nazis. Because yeah. I was like, this guy looks like like Kaiser whatever. And right. I was like, oh, well, it's that. And then there's biplanes and the cars are all old. I'm like, well, shit, this is earlier than I thought. Yeah, and of course, Sharon Stone just looks 80s. I mean, right. she's wearing just like a puffy shirt and Bermuda shorts. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so she looks completely out of time. And Alan Quartermain just looks like a ripoff Indiana Jones. Right. Which makes so, you think it's in the... So it's really difficult to get a And they're the same feel... like market scenes where they're knocking over tables right, and everything. Right, right. So, in general, you just get the sense that it's supposed to be the same. I think but it's it also, not. when I was reading up about this, uh, it is based on a book, and the book was written in 1885. Right, so, but they don't even have airplanes then, and there's airplanes in this movie. Right, so it can't be based too closely on the book. Uh, but At I think that contributes time. to this kind of feel of, of it being like out of time a things little bit. that yeah, things that would have been happening in the late 19th century. But then they're trying to mix in these Indiana Jones World War II elements, but then making it World War One so that it's not a direct ripoff. Right. but then having not wanting. Germans, yeah, so. but not wanting to make Sharon Stone too ugly, so they keep her looking 80s. You know, it's just it's just a lot of mishmash of all this kind of stuff that they just did not give a fuck about. But anyway, obviously, this podcast is not about going through a detailed yeah. summary. What we are about is rating each movie in four different categories: acting, visual structure, and entertainment value. We can give up to five points in each category to each movie, and we'll add it together and see which one gets the most points at the end. And then we consider that the better then movie. Then we celebrate. Yeah, and you know what's kind of funny when I listen through these episodes again? We almost never <laughs> announce like a clear winner. We talk about the ratings and everything, well, and we then always we just say forget. which what yeah. they were. So right. someone can you have to do some math, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I I do keep detailed records though. Yeah. So I have detailed. Files. Yeah, <laughs> so I can always go back and tell you which one we thought was better. But anyway, getting into acting, what did you have to say about that for this one? It wasn't good. I said two because casting was also bizarre. Like, um, not bizarre, but just kind of random. I don't. None of the people were bad, but there wasn't really good chemistry between her and the, and I, the guy. I said two as well. It's yeah. exactly it. So acting encompasses chemistry and casting as well. Right. Casting. So okay. I think anyone's going to be strange clear, in this role. Sharon Stone is horribly miscast right. in this. She, she the does character, not seem like a 1915 woman kind of thing. Yeah, the character that she is playing, I really, it was reminding me of something, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And what I kind of came up with was it felt like a cross between like Kimmy Schmidt and Gracie Law. It was this weird like. <laughs> well, it was almost like a um, what's her name from. Uh, Fish called Wanda. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis, kind of like what? You know what I mean? Like it's just this. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. She was like supposed to be naive, right. but spunky and kind of resourceful and sassy, but like still kind of assuming the best of. And Sharon right. Stone just had this horrible rictus plastered on her face <laughs> for half the movie because, like, Sharon Stone is a femme fatale sort of like. Bitchy, you know the the roles that she like plays colder, best. Bitchier, yeah. yeah, are the are colder roles. So you put her in this where she's supposed to be happy go lucky, basically, right. and it's just awful, awful miscasting. Whenever she More smiles, her eyes are like smiling. super wide, you know, because she she doesn't know how to do like a genuine smile. And um, and they're trying to have the character be like Willie from Temple of Doom, so right. Andy right. sort of thing every once in a while. Well, it's so, interesting side note from that from what you learned from that documentary is that these <laughs> these guys were so hands off and just like bumbling that he was like, get the Stone Woman, and the the casting directors thought he meant Sharon Stone, but he really meant the woman from Romancing the Stone. Yeah, because they're they're ripping off that too. They're ripping off like yes, all these very popular. Much so. Yeah, yeah. 
It's sort of an adversarial relationship between the woman and the the yeah. adventure type. Yeah, so she was she was miscast in more ways than one. supposed to be Kathleen Turner. Yeah, but... yeah well, who they wouldn't have been able to get at that point. But Probably it's not. still it's still a funny story. They do tell that in the in the documentary. But so Sharon Stone is just the horribly wrong person for this role. Uh, it, it's not even totally her fault. She just could have never played it like it was written. And she has no chemistry with. Uh, Richard Chamberlain, who plays Alan Quartermain. Right. Who also just has a weird look about him to me. Uh, Yeah, that's probably because he's gay. Is so, it? So, yeah, he is. Because that was also... This probably accounts for the it, chemistry. It, that, I think that also accounts for the chemistry. I mean, he played a leading man in a lot of stuff up till then, apparently. But he was usually, like, a more serious actor. Right. And he had not come out at that point, I believe. But he did come out at some point after that. And was kind of like, oh, it's so you nice really to not have to... wasted a young Sharon Stone on him. <laughs> no, I mean, and he's not a bad actor. And actually, he plays no. the role pretty well. Yeah, he I, does it fine. I like him in that role. He's yeah. he's likable. He's funny. Uh, John Rice davies does his John Rice davies thing. He's right. just like an evil an Turk. An angrier ver- yeah. Uh, the guy who plays the main German bad guy is pure cartoon yeah he's straight fine. out of like a fucking rocky and bullwinkle spit. yeah he really is he's like he's like mustache <laughs> monocle twirling. is about to drop out of his eye at any <laughs> yeah. moment even though he wasn't wearing one yeah and that's really the thing that i think surprised me the most about this movie was how much of a complete farce it was i was expecting an indiana jones ripoff i was expecting some attempts at humor I was not I expecting. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting a full out like there were. This is more of a structure thing, but we might as well talk about it now anyway, because yeah. uh, I usually forget to come back and talk about the things that I put off. Right. But you know, some of the jokes in this were like, at one point, John Rice Davies is yelling at the German guy, and he calls him a bratwurst eating coward. Right, and then almost instantly, the guy pulls up this. Juicy bratwurst and bites. Oh, he in does. There. He turns around right. and he's got a bratwurst. Which he, in his was mouth. he was not holding three in the, seconds yeah, ago. In the scene prior to it, turns around. He's like, "Who are he you calling like, a coward?" And he's like, and eats the bratwurst. Yeah, that yeah. shit was hilarious. To yeah. me. <laughs> if you would imagine someone did that on purpose to be funny, it's it's genius. Yeah, and it makes it even funnier that they like just probably were not trying to be that funny. Yeah, yeah. I I think they were trying to. be I mean, that obviously funny. they were trying yeah. to be like goofy. Right. But it I mean, was, was funny a, because it's so dumb. Yeah, I mean, the action is like. Like pure slapstick too right so, people getting like bonked on the head right and I, that was another running thing one way then getting scared and all everybody running the other way kind of thing and right there was one point where uh alan quartermain is skiing behind a train using the train tracks as like skis i mean uh, you know this well, he is puts the kind his of, shoes on the rails and yeah like, skis behind yeah it. so this is the kind of action that you get from right. this movie and it is non-stop and like the first conflict really is the, it was literally the stuff where she's trying to hurt the guy and ends up just hitting him every time, like Quartermain, yes. <laughs> like missing and hitting him instead every time. Right. So that doesn't have anything to do with acting, but that's But then just... it's also hilarious because it mixed with people getting like exploded by dynamite yeah. and like eaten by crocodiles and shit. So I thought that made it, that made it even funnier to me. Was that this or the second one where they were eaten by crocodiles? Um, well, the guy got exploded by dynamite in this one. Yeah, definitely. The crocodiles was... No, that was this that one. That was this one. Okay, yeah. that's the thing. It's actually kind of difficult They're to keep... They're very similar. Yeah, the, the the feel of the movies is not similar, but right. the, the events, it's kind of like so many things happen in 
King Solomon's Mines. All the African, yeah, so it's a many lot of things. different things. Because it's like there's not a lot of story, but there's a lot of shit going right. on. Right, it's just it's along like the way they brain, do this and they this and they this. Yeah. My brain started to take things that happened in King Solomon's Mines and add them into Firewalker. Where because not a lot happened in yeah, Firewalker. Exactly, exactly. Okay, we're we're mixing this up. But anyways, much, actually, but, I was just gonna say that that actually is that's what you need to do if you're gonna make a movie that's like that. Where it's, oh, people getting bonked with the board. You just have to constantly have this stuff happening. Yeah. And they, like, oh, she jumps in the plane. She doesn't know how to control it, so he's trying to jump in, too. Like, there's yeah. just, that stuff's happening constantly. Yeah, and it made the movie watchable. Right. So, uh, anyway, wrapping up the acting section, we both agreed. We both gave it a two. So, right. but I think I started talking about the structure because I wanted to bring in the point that this is a movie that barely even gives the actors a chance to do anything. So, so it's hard for them to really fuck it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But it's so, just obvious that they weren't really compatible and that she was probably miscast. Yeah, and, yeah. Or miswritten, however you... I mean, same thing, really, yeah. same issue. Yeah, I mean, she was just miscast. Literally miscast. They right. were looking for the wrong person. Yeah, it's the most yeah. literal <laughs> definition of miscasting that you probably get. Yeah. They asked for someone other than her and accidentally got her. Right, right. So moving on to visuals, what did you have to say about that? I said three... But nearly a whole point of that is due to young Sharon Stone. She's <laughs> a know, total smoke show. You know what? That makes complete sense because I said two and a half. Right, so exactly. You you can give like a half three quarters point. of a point. Yeah, you can you can give a half point. You know her more. shorts didn't get ripped off until like ten minutes left <laughs> into the movie. It did finally. It finally, because I was making jokes about this stuff. Like, okay, the shirt's gonna get wet. And the shorts are going to get torn because they're like like knee-length walking shorts or Bermuda shorts or whatever you call them. And I was like, this is all coming off at some point, right? Yeah. Like, I have faith. <laughs> and the shirt took- gets wet. Even then, she had like the most hideous like <laughs> underwear thing on under it. I didn't even know what to call that. Yeah. It was like Mormon-like uh, stuff. Yeah, it was kind of like the Mormon magic underwear. And they were acting like it was sexy. And I was just yeah. like, go back to the wet shirt. <laughs> yeah. At least I can imagine yeah, something exactly. under that. Like I, yeah. yeah, it did take... It took about two-thirds of the movie for the shorts to get And ripped. it was totally inexplicable it just happened it just happened like in one, one scene, scene they're normal yeah. the next scene they're shredded yeah. like her ass is hanging out I was like, <laughs> all right finally but that was didn't make any fucking sense that was pretty great yeah, yeah. i mean i i agree i think our visual scores so this movie it is non-stop action right and the movie doesn't look no it cheap. looks very good it look i said this must have been expensive because it really, every it was every group like nowadays it wasn't no so it had a five million dollar because they did it in Africa probably yeah because yeah. there would be like crowd like tribes where there would be literally they would walk in like there's a pit of real crocodiles and like probably two thousand extra like African tribesmen extras around the same like this is like looks legit honestly they did a good job with the budget they had yeah. and, and even, like a real train it was really on a train it looked better it, than fucking Lone Ranger yeah hopping around on that shit yeah. I mean, there's like some bad green Real lion. Yeah, to... obviously, but that's just the time. There's right. no better way to do it at that point. Right, right. But for what, like, the, everything was real. Like, the, the villages and the markets were set up just as good as in Indiana Jones and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's silly action. It's slapstick. It looks but 80s. the movie didn't look bad. It looked When good. you're watching it, you're not like, this looks like a cheap piece of right. shit. It didn't... Which is exactly... Well, that's what I was expecting. Exactly. And yeah. you, it, it didn't... It did lack, like, the really... Like any really iconic, it specific visual, it was sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. But there was real, like people doing real plane stunts in a real planes yeah. and real lions and all that stuff. So it looks legit. Yeah, yeah. You can't really knock how it looks. I mean, right. that's why I gave it the middle of the road two and a half because it doesn't have some things that I'm gonna and that's like what I really remember. Right, that really a long stick time. in your head. Yeah. But like, you're not watching this movie being like, well, that looks like crap. Right, right. And I just don't prefer this kind of action, and it is. I can't stress, it's nonstop. There are maybe 
10 minutes put together that is not slapstick action. And those 10 minutes are filmed in this really weird fuzzy like dreamy yeah it was looking. well the whole movie has a bit of that like look to it where it looks almost cloudy and at one point it was so bad like that we were like is this a dream sequence because yeah. it was like a pause yeah they're like happy she's just sitting and it was immediately after like a pretty dramatic chase scene or whatever and she's all like happy and grinning like you're saying well every scene is a dramatic chase scene and right, then sometimes was... they'll just completely stop it cold and that's what to happened. have her but then do it was her all like cloudy. weird smile at the camera right. and, and have her shorts rip or whatever that one in the that scene and the the scene with like the weird upside down natives were both like that that's the same scene no the first one was actually she was like sitting on the the cart Remember? And we were like, what the fuck is this? Why is it so, like, cloudy? It was much earlier in the movie. Oh, yeah. It showed. And that was the she first was time. Like... It was after they were driving away on the, the carriage or the car or whatever. Yeah. Then they were just out in the middle of a field. She She's was sitting waking on the up. back, waking up. But it was all, like, it was in the middle of, like, a grassy field. And it really looked like a dream. And was yeah. extra kind of cloudy, like, like filmed through a cheesecloth or something. <laughs> yeah. And then the upside down natives, the uh, the ones where she, that, that smile that she was doing during that. I couldn't right. believe that they that made it into the movie um but anyway so you said three i said two and a half moving on to structure what'd you have to say i said two but i was probably a little harsh could have been two and a half uh i said two as well so this okay just because it is so basic and so this is being a being a ripoff you right. can't give it too high because it was only made because another movie and that's was what popular I was going for. it's yeah. really basic there's no big issues with um you know, following the plot or editing, other than like the little things like we said, like all of a sudden our shorts are ripped in one scene, the sausage. Well, like those are editing mistakes that yeah. does count in this category, but they're not significant. Yeah, and it wasn't, to me, it wasn't quite funny enough. Right. It didn't have enough, like there were some. There were a few the, times that I was laughing were, outrageously. Eric, Eric was really, really enjoying this movie. <laughs> I'm assuming that your entertainment score is going to be pretty high. Don't don't say it yet, okay. but uh I, I, I would guess you're... Some were for reasons that you're not... That they didn't intentionally do. Others were intentional, like his random joke about, like, in the market. Oh, that yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah, there was, a, there was a slave... So they were walking through a slave market. And he was like, what's and going she, on? It's like, they're being sold for $100 or something. Like, you can buy slaves here for $100. And she went, $100? That's awful. And he's like, well, you could bargain if you want. <laughs> like, I'm sure you could talk him down if you want. Yeah. And that was early in the movie. it came out of nowhere, too. Really, I didn't expect was, him to go, like, with kind of an edgy joke It was, like, like that. one of the first scenes in the movie and right. we were not like, expecting what? yeah eric almost lost his especially shit. nowadays like they would never make that joke nowadays yeah yeah but uh, but uh you know yeah i think a structure of two i mean you always kind of knew what was going on but not a lot was going on besides just i mean a lot was going on but not a lot was action. going on if you know what i mean you yeah. know what i mean like there was there was visually things happening scene but it wasn't there was no progression of plot or no yeah nothing towards the resolution until they actually got to like the and mind. her character was just it wasn't even barely a real person yeah it was just hollow you know they wanted her to be ditzy like willie from uh temple of doom right and but then they wanted her to sometimes be capable and like this character the, and this kind of happened in both of the movies but this character for the first well, you, I would you say, haven't seen romancing the stone have you no because that's like a, that's the character of that movie she is she's not ditzy like the um but she's totally Naive. out of her element okay but she is still like i'm gonna do this myself and like trying to walk in the woods with her high heels on and stuff like that okay that it's makes so, sense so it's a rip off of and that that's who they, makes sense you know what i mean like I've they no, literally yeah, just seen... want to get the same woman even to come do this character that makes sense i've never seen romancing the stone yeah. so i do not know what that character is but like this is so when sharon stone first shows up which is the first scene literally 
for the first five or ten minutes, all of her lines are just her asking what asking, he just said. Yeah, yeah, asking Alan Quartermain what he means. She would literally, he would go, "We have to be careful here, or also kidnap." What us. do you mean kidnap? Us? Yeah, and then he'd be like. We have to go find this building so that we can meet our contact. What do you mean contact? Yeah. You know, it was like it's a slave. Bar. What do you mean slave? Yeah, to to the point that after like, that which words don't you understand? To the point that after that, even when she stopped doing that, I almost did like, like a mystery science theater <laughs> thing. He, he'd say something, and I'd be like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> right. And I need it to worked go to pretty the bathroom. well. What do you mean bathroom? <laughs> yeah. Number one or two. Yeah, exactly. So she did that for the first 10 minutes, and then she's kind of like helping out in these fight scenes. Well, she's the, the one who they find out her dad has been like kidnapped. She's like, no, and he dies, doesn't he? Mm-mm. He didn't die. No, he just kind of stopped being in the movie. But he, and, I thought he was all like messed up and was like, you have to go do this for me. No, like, we're going to do it for the, him. The African sidekick. Uh, Umbopo. Umbopo. Yeah. So they had. So Alan Quartermain had a, a sidekick guy who was helping like him through. Yeah. And uh, when they find her father, he's been beat up by the Germans, and then they finally like kill the Germans or whatever. And and Alan Quartermain and Lady go off to find the gold, and they just literally like leave her father behind and go take like, care yeah, of him, Umbopo. Yeah, we yeah. can't let him. Like these. He's guys like I'm it. old. You know? Right. And there was like a whole company of soldiers and they just go off to beat him there or something yeah no so i don't i think the father was just supposed to be like i shall stay here i thought he was supposed to be like too weak or yeah i thought he died for some reason maybe he did i wasn't i yeah he just disappeared so stuff like that is why this is a two because we don't really know what happened to her dad they just had to go get the gold and it is like ridiculously straightforward for the most part right right all right, so what did you say for entertainment? I said four. I was going to guess four I was thoroughly for you. entertained. Eric I was, was having the whole time. a good old fucking time. <laughs> um, you're going to be disappointed in mine because I I'm gave, sure you said two or I something. I said two. Yeah, I really... not that surprising. I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't painful for me. I wasn't suffering through it, but yeah. I, I was on my phone for a lot of it. And at one point, you looked over, and you're like, you're not even, you're not even watching like, the movie. Have some respect for an <laughs> yeah. 80s Sharon Stone. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> happening. Okay, there's a running, lot happening. They're running through the woods again. They're, oh, they're my God. They're being cooked alive and rolling downhill in a <laughs> giant pie. <laughs> I'm like, okay, tell me when they're at the bottom of the hill. You, you know nothing's going to happen to them. You know that, you know, right. they're not yeah, going to get one, Obviously, it was yeah. one of those movies. Exactly. Exactly. And it wasn't fun enough for me to keep my attention through all the silliness but i have to say okay so let's let's tally up our scores i said two two and a half two two for eight and a half i said two three two four for a total of 11 those are decent scores even for, for us. yours yeah. yeah yeah i mean uh yeah eight and a half for us you know that's really well, this movie isn't a shit show yeah. and i enjoyed it i so. was surprised yeah. i thought that this was gonna be Mostly unwatchable. You know what's funny is I'd seen, I thought I saw this as a kid, but I think I've actually seen the other one because mm-hmm. I remembered the movie I watched specifically being called Alan Quartermain. Yeah, you. so you saw The Lost City of Gold or whatever. whatever. the other one is. Yeah, which they actually filmed both of these. They said concurrently, but they have different directors. So it must have been back-to-back. Just immediately like, one after another. Yeah, one. which concurrently would mean... Doesn't that mean you filmed it all at the same time? But not literally at the same time. Yeah, they still would have to do the true. scenes after the. So so they didn't wait to see. Like Lord of the know. Rings was filmed concurrently. Yeah. Like they didn't wait till the movie was released and then start right. all over with the next movie and they had yeah. them written and ready to go at the same time. Yeah. So this one did that too, but the second one did have a different director and it got even was worse. That, that must reviews. have been incredibly uncommon at the time too. 
Like I remember it being like, "Wow, Lord of the Rings, they're all filmed at once. That's great. It's so weird." I don't, I don't know think that it was, was done very often. I don't know back that it was then. uncommon for canon. You know, what I, else I did think, they do that with? Oh, canon was always you know all those Chuck Norris movies like Missing in Action, Missing in Action Two, right. Missing in Action Three. Uh, Turns out I like a lot of canon. Oh, yeah. canon movies. <laughs> I'm sure with the Death Wish ones, they didn't give him a hell of a lot of time in between. They did Death Wish. They did not do the first one, but they oh, did. Oh, they did I like three and five. four. Yeah. They did two. Two even does not feel like a canon movie. Maybe they didn't do two. Three and four absolutely feel like a canon movie. Three through five are definitely canon movies. And in fact, this director directed one of those. He's so old in five. Yeah, I I think think he's 80 years old. I think this director directed um, Death Wish 4. So I believe that's it. So, you know, canon reuses a lot of the same directors. Actually, also very. You know what else this guy directed? What? Firewalker. The next year, so he did two movies in a row, and then immediately the next year did this one. No, he did oh, not he did one do one of the two. So he did the first one, not the second. He one. He did not do the second Alan Quarterman. He movie. did Firewalker instead. Yes, um, he yeah. He, I think he went and did another. Oh, he did. Uh, he pulled out of the second Alan Quartermain movie to do a Bronson movie, but uh, not a Death Wish one. Some other. Bronson. So he did some other Bronson movie. Then he did the it? Chuck Norris movie Firewalker, and then he did like Death Wish Four. Was it Death Hunt? I might have been. What's that one? That's the one about the Mad Trapper. No, it was no, in no, the no. mid eighties. No, no. Actually, that was like eighty one, I think. No, no, no. It was it was some other like movie I'd never heard of. Some other Bronson movie. Um, so I Anyways. feel like there was. Oh no! What I was gonna say was this movie did surprise me with how good it was. If anyone, anyone who listened to our last episode might remember that at the end of it, Eric agreed um, that the next couple episodes we did should oh, be right. each of our like because you top did not want to watch these two, and I, I really did not want to watch the um, Noah and gods of or the. Um, Egypt Gods and Kings, or whatever the hell it's called. Exodus Gods Exodus and Kings. Exodus Gods and Kings. Yeah. Which so, you weren't necessarily stoked about the movies, but you really wanted to see that with Noah for some reason. Or I No, I'm not stoked about Noah or Exodus Gods and Kings. I'm stoked about the theme. Yeah, you I think like it's a it. good theme. I, so the original reason I came up with this podcast was movies like Dante's Peak and Volcano. That are very similar in their Movies theme. like Armageddon and... Um, Deep Impact. Deep Impact. That came out the same year and have the same exact theme. So this uh, is a good example of that. Yeah, so Exodus, Gods, and Kings and Noah and came out the same year like, and they're both like... This one. Yeah, yeah. And Eric was like, no, no, I don't want to like, do you're that. You're never going to watch this, are you? So I was like, all right, here's the deal. You, you, well, the next two will be in either order will be the ones that you want to watch the mo- your top pick out of this list and my top pick. Yeah. So then you were then you got all of a sudden got cold feet. Then I was bluff. like, I really don't want to watch it. So, yeah, it's gonna be so fucking boring. <laughs> well, I saw that it was two and a half hours long, and I was and it's like, one of those where you feel like you know exactly what it's gonna be like. And we've just been burned hard by a Ridley Scott movie with the yeah the old the uh, um Robin Hood twenty ten Hood, which was just like oh and um Legend, which was f- that was watchable. Ridley Scott. Yes. Oh my God. You don't remember anything. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember directors. You had that same exact reaction when I told yeah. you in the last podcast. Yeah, um, I don't remember that shit. Yeah. So I. So you've been bored by two movies of his in a so row. So as soon as you said that, I knew that we were going to be watching King Solomon's Mines and Firewalker. Uh, so I went into this with a heavy heart. Because like, <laughs> for some reason, you were really against these two particular movies. Yeah. Well, I. I I'm starting to think that I don't like this kind of movie. I 
Yeah, you don't care about Indiana Jones. Because like I said, my dirty secret is I don't like Indiana Jones all that much. I have seen each of them maybe twice. Uh, My most recent rewatch was probably five years ago, so I was a solid adult. I really was kind of, I was really only watching them because we watched them with a group of friends. I, like, they weren't difficult to get through, but I'm never going to sit down and just watch Indiana Jones on my own. I grew up with them, so they were... You know, it might be different, but I'm sure I, I would still like them, them if I watched them the modern and I hadn't ever seen them. I think I, I just, I don't know. They just feel kind of kitty to me. And I think these types of movies where just shit's always happening is... Well, regardless, my gambit worked. We got yeah, to watch my movies and, really not, and won't even have to watch those probably. And <laughs> and I don't even know what my top pick after this is. Yeah, what your it, second top pick is. It's going to be squandered on something, right. <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, maybe you'll have to watch Exodus, Gods and Kings just to... Just to Get your money's worth. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so I said eight and a half. You said eleven. I'm not surprised at the disparity. Um, but still, it's pretty much all in entertainment. A I little mean, bit of the visuals. That's one of your highest higher, scores. Yeah, you for entertainment. gave uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves a twelve, actually, and then you think, gave, of course, Punisher Warzone. And I think I did pretty one. high on um, Starship Troopers, didn't I? Yes, Starship Troopers though was before we were giving entertainment, entertainment scores. scores. It's hard to because that so would have been. For, Super high on that one, too. Starship Troopers is... It, that's got to be just the best movie that we've watched on this podcast, the, we, right? The one that we like the most, at least, probably. Yeah. I mean, I really like Warzone, too. It's up there for me. That's true. That's true. But I, I like, love Verhoeven movies. And yeah, I like Starship Troopers better than Punisher Warzone. But yeah, I like... I think it's a better movie. Uh, I Starship like Punisher Troopers Warzone. Is, yeah, and Punisher... I mean, um, Starship Troopers is a better movie overall. And, but Entertainment, they're both high for me. Right. Anyway, so moving on to Firewalker. How about you take a stab at the Rotten Tomatoes for this? Whew. I'm imagining it would be worse, but maybe not. It can't be lower than 8. I'm going to say about the same 10%. Uh, it can be lower than 8. It can be 0. Zero! <laughs> zero fucking percent! I thought the only one that had a 0 was this movie that just came out. What the fuck was it that got a 0 just recently? Holmes and Watson? Holmes and Watson. No. 0.0. 0. I mean... Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. <laughs> Again... It only got 11 reviews. But so not a single that's good why one. for each of these, I wrote down the number of reviews. So when you look through lists of movies that got 0%, something like yeah. Firewalker doesn't come up because, yeah, it's less than 20 reviews. Whereas Ballistic X versus Sever got fucking 200 negative reviews and not a single positive or something like something that. Something insane. Yeah, yeah, like 150 or 120 or something like that, which is ridiculous. That's but insane. This, yeah. yeah, so this one had a 0%. So normally we would have flipped it and watched the lower one first but i think both of us were more interested in king solomon's minds right. than this one this what is the story uh, no no actually give me a second i would like to read from the a imdb passage, a dramatic reading from the imdb <laughs> yeah. of this movie the plot line yeah all right what do you got uh here's imdb's summary of it and i think it's everything you need to this understand This is everything, the as the kids say. Oh, God, no. I hate that shit. No Twitter talk here. <laughs> <laughs> a pair of adventurers try to ta- track down an ancient Aztec slash Mayan slash Egyptian slash Apache hoard of gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? That's it, yeah. <laughs> That's about you know it. That's, That's really about you it. You know, it really is just like, what kind of gold? Gold? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Gold. Give <laughs> it, us the gold. They really are just like, let's get some ethnic people. For right. half the movie, we didn't even know where it was supposed to be. Yeah, we didn't know where they were. I had to look it up, and then I was like, okay, Because they were like Mexico. Native Americans yeah. and stuff, but... 
they were also yeah like Egyptian type stuff. And yeah. Like, are they in the Middle East? Where Aztec the fuck are they? slash Mayan slash Egyptian slash Apache. So <laughs> that <laughs> so that's this movie. They put a lot of a lot of thought into. Realism and it's totally before. random. Like they are some sort of like mercenary adventurers, kind of. Yeah, bumbling. what's their job? No, literally, they, their well, we job is just like we're going to adventure. They stole something or from whatever from those guys, and uh, then literally this woman just comes up to them in a bar and is like, "I'm looking for some guys, some ruffians to help me with my whatever." And the bartender's like, "These guys," and that's it. Then that's how they get involved in the story. It's like almost the, as is. Random as Jack Reacher movie, or not movie, but the books, like how random it is that he always gets involved in this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just like walking out of a laundromat. Literally, that was gets, the book. Like yeah, walking out I know. with his dry cleaning. That's and when they I stopped her. reading. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? This was your setup? <laughs> but yeah, this was basically that. These two guys whose job is to be adventurers, but then they're always bickering because the Lewis Gossett Jr. is like, we never make no money adventuring. Right. <laughs> and then Chuck Norris is like, Oh, we're going to hit the big one. And yeah. then he smiles with his weird fake looking teeth. And uh, that so <laughs> so that's their relationship. And then this woman, this is going to be almost all I talk about in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, for, you for, shouldn't make fun of mentally Fire- handicapped people, though. <laughs> God. For Firewalker, the, the woman who plays the woman, uh, it doesn't matter what her name is, she must be a fucking alien from outer yeah, space. A, yeah. I... Everything she did and said was just bizarre. Have you seen um, Rocketeer? No. Where there's like this bimbo trying to do this one part in the movie with um, Timothy Dalton. And they're like, because huh, she's obviously like some, you know, just hot chick they wanted to get in there. And they're like, honey, the job is to act, but don't act like you're acting. <laughs> <laughs> and there's yeah. one particular scene in this movie where this woman is already like bizarro, like weird, weird, like incongruent facial expressions. And just like a just bizarre and like and then she's on this donkey. They're on real donkeys in the movie, and she's still she's acting like you would act if they were like put you on a pommel horse and we're like we're gonna film your top half act like you're riding a donkey. Yeah, like it's like out of sync with the way the donkey's moving, and she's like trying to act like she's riding a donkey. I'm like you're on a fucking donkey. You don't, you don't have, have to do to, any acting. You don't have to act like you're riding a donkey. You are riding, you're a riding it. You're just on be. it. Just, just let it be, yeah. as the song says. Yeah, everything she did was like that. Right, everything was very like stilted and kind of. From facial expressions to speech patterns, all of it. She was not just a terrible actress. I can't imagine this woman even interacting with right. other people. Yeah. Because she, I mean, there were parts Because it where wasn't she, that she was just like wooden like some people who aren't good actresses. Like she was acting just out totally strange. She was acting like she'd never encountered any object before. There right. was a point in her first scene. Um, okay, so the way that she's introduced, she walks into this... this uh, this ruffian bar, this Mos Eisley Cantina type place that uh, that Chuck Norris and Louis Gossett Jr. is it Louis Gossett or Louis? I think it's Louis Gossett Jr. Louis Gossett That's Jr. That's how I've always said it. I don't. I never know how to say Louis or Louis. You never know until they say. Yeah, it. But exactly. I've always heard Louis. I think Gossett it's Jr. Louis Gossett yeah. Jr. So the two of them are hanging out in this low class bar. She comes walking in in like business attire, walks up to the bartender, goes, "I need to find." Men who are courageous and loyal to go on an adventure with me. <laughs> and the bartender's like, go talk to those guys. Tell them you're okay. And Tell she them I up, said you're okay. She's like, he says, I'm okay. The bartender okay. says, I'm okay. He's like, well, that's good enough for me. Yeah. And so this is her introduction to right. where we were like, 
this woman's hiding something. Yeah, or... she's supposed to be acting weird, yeah, right? She never gets better than that. During this conversation, when they're talking about why she wants to hire the guys, she picks up a potato chip and just takes a teeny tiny little it's like bite a out of it. It's weirdly large potato chip. <laughs> it is. It's this huge potato chip and she, that she, she takes... proceeds to eat this this chip for like <laughs> yeah, the entire the scene. Not the eating scene. chips, this chip. She doesn't finish <laughs> yeah, the chip. She like sets the chip down <laughs> when they're leaving. Like he was nursing a... You can't yeah, nurse yeah, a potato yeah. chip. What the fuck is going on? The way that she eats this chip is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's yeah, also then a, she puts a, it, impressively she puts large down. chip like yeah. for the feeble old school like oily Lay's chip. Yeah. Uh, they're like paper thin and a crumple in your fingers like yeah it's huge so it remained intact somehow yeah. and then she's like taking bites out of this chip yeah. while she's having this like holding it pinky out probably yeah. and just she's like holding it with two hands like a fucking raccoon she's literally holding this huge chip with two hands and taking little bites out bites. of it and then she's like mm, okay sets the chip yeah, down yeah. <laughs> and the table gets like overturned. how do you not finish a chip <laughs> the table gets overturned and the chip falls to the ground right. i was like she didn't even finish the chip right <laughs> but everything she does is like that at one point she goes she opens a door and i don't even know how to describe but the way she opened the door was fucking weird it was like she put her body into right. it before she fully turned the it handle really and it looked like she was gonna fall through the set you know everything she did like that Every line of dialogue makes no sense. There was one Well, the point, bonus is that, I mean, it, it makes Chuck Norris look like a competent actor. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I'm saying all this because getting into acting, I, I literally think, I feel bad saying these superlatives because I feel like I say them all the time. She has got to be the worst actress we've come For the main roles, in anyway. Any, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, she was like, like, I swear, like Paris Hilton in The Wax thing was better because she's just like i said like just a bad actress just wooden she's just being in the same way with like what's his with uh, chuck norris like he's the same he's just a little wooden not a good actor but he's not he's you're not watching this movie being like what the fuck is wrong with this guy yeah and this woman he's just like oh it's chuck norris whatever he didn't yeah and he's terrible so the two of them put part of that was um exaggerated like if you watch walker texas ranger or something it's not as bad. Obviously, that's much later too. But any of his other movies where he just does the Chuck Norris thing, it's fine because he's just kind of stoic and whatever. In this, they're trying to make him like this charismatic kind of like, hey, smiley, go lucky guy, and it does not work for yeah. him. And he's he doesn't. Not funny. He tries hard. Yeah. yeah. But, he does try, but yeah, just like everything, it, but it just doesn't work for him. Yeah, he's just like slow and plodding, and uh, so what? What's your actual score? I put one and a half. I put one. One. I mean, I whatever. Think, We're only off by a half. And yeah. part of, I mean, I would. I can see the one simply because there's only like four roles anyway, and yeah. two or three of them are really, really bad. So Louis Gossett Jr. is fine. He's, he's good. He's I, another one that's actually like, the only time the woman acted like a human being was in interactions. Was with him. She she had a couple of interactions with Louis Gossett Jr. and I'm guessing this actress just really liked him because there right. were a couple points where they like hug or something. And or it she's happy. Yeah. It was the only genuine thing she did. Everything else, she looked like a fucking alien just that, trying to figure just... out like human objects. There's just um, Billy from Predator, Sonny Landham. Yeah. He doesn't even talk, basically. He's and just... when he does, he's he's bad. And yeah. I mean, you put him in the right role, he's fine. He's yeah, great. He seems like he doesn't want to be there, maybe. But yeah, he just and seems the like other, he would The Apache guy was, was fine, but a very small role. And there's just not very, I mean. And John Rice davies don't he forget. He was in it for five very minutes. Very small role. Yeah, as a yeah. leader of a, like a guerrilla group in Central America. Yeah. And. That was it for like main characters. Yeah. So like that, I can see one. One's fine. Yeah. I said one and a half because, like I said, someone like Chuck Norris. He's he, if it was just Chuck Norris, he would be like a one and a half. 
you know, something like that. Yeah, the but woman's you worse, in... but then this Louis Gossett's better. So, was, but she's distractingly bad. Oh, because it, because it's so bizarre, not because she's just terrible, but because it's so weird. Honestly, like her weird facial expressions. Oh yeah, she didn't blink for most of the movie, and then the one point in the movie where she's supposed to be like hypnotized and like, look any passed out, then she fucking blinked during that. I think it was the only time she blinked, so she right. did that wrong. <laughs> That's how she did during up. the whole movie, and then, and then when she was supposed right. to, yeah, just be hypnotized and not blink, then she starts blinking. So yeah, she was just. I wrote down a lot of her lines actually because mm-hmm. this is. She is notably bad. Like, this should be up in, like, the pantheon of (laughs) bad performances. For leading And it really is kind of, like, almost, as far as just being bizarre and off-putting, close to, like, Tommy Wiseau-level sort of thing. Yeah, If she had been in a different movie that also was as bad as she was, but, like... Yeah, if the rest of the movie was equally as ridiculous, it would have been hilarious. She... One of the lines that she says, I think is probably... One of the most bizarre, probably which the most was, bizarre line it? that we've seen. I remember seen there's in a couple of we just movies. laughed at. They they are walking into a cave because they're adventurers, and because she has this weird, she has this. I guess her character is supposed to be able to sense things, but they don't explain that. She just says things it. at some point. Yeah. Oh, and I the remember first this one, one yeah. the first one that the first time that you're introduced to this, they're walking into a cave. She stops at the entrance yeah, this is and so she weird. looks at them and she says. I'm sure there are some old people sleeping in there. <laughs> She's like, I feel like, yeah, and, we're, and they're like, what? And they just walk and we're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but she She's said like, it out of nowhere. We can't go in there. Nowhere. I'm sure there's some old people I'm sleeping sure in there. I'm sure there's some old people sleeping in there. Like, and then they just like continue on the next scene. We're like, what? what? what there the weren't fuck? even some old people sleeping in there. I mean, there were there. bone. I guess is what she was referring to. Like yeah. the spirits of the dead. But I was like, the fuck is she yeah, talking it's a about? Fucking bizarre line. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird, and nothing came of it. And then there was a point where, um, where Chuck Norris uh, sinks the car in a lake. He like tries to drive across this lake, and it just and sinks. the car sinks. So yeah. they have to swim out of it. And she goes, "There's nothing like a a morning swim." Yeah. And then they go walking, and then she goes. There's nothing like a brisk walk after a morning swim. <laughs> and then we just we kept it going yeah, for like five minutes. There's yeah, nothing like getting yeah, into another car after right, a brisk walk after a morning yeah, swim. Yeah, because then they walk up to a temple and it's like there's nothing like finding a temple after a brisk walk after a morning, <laughs> morning swim. swim. Nothing about after finding gold after walking up to a temple after a brisk walk after but a morning swim. It just all every time she was on screen, it was like this. Yeah. So anyway, it is it is at least notable. So we yeah, can give it that much. Exactly. So all right. So visuals. Yeah. What do you put? You can go first in this one i said two i also said two it it looks cheap the but choreography is not great no. but it is at least there's roundhouse kicking there's, and there and at the same yeah. time they do a lot of stuff they really do it like there's uh, what's the word like there's big groups of extras you know some of the sets are okay the some biggest, are terrible the biggest problem with this movie is that there's just not a lot going on right. you know you have the opposite movie of king solomon's minds where there's just and always this one shit going on at some point yeah. yeah there's always shit going on in king solomon's minds you there might not be any reason behind it but at least but it's happening. Stuff happening this one the this opposite one, like in a hotel room talking about stuff yeah and then, then, and they don't explain a lot of it either. But yeah, visually, yeah. there's not a whole lot going on. But it doesn't look most of the stuff doesn't look bad. Yeah. So yeah. that's why we didn't want to go really low. Exactly. So I think I mean we both agreed. We two. I, yeah, I think two is not much more to say about perfect. that because at least you know that you're gonna get some Chuck Norris fighting. There right. is a pretty funny bar fight where he beats up everybody in the well the bar. funny thing and that's a, there was a lot of things in this that um I don't know even know if they're supposed to be funny or not but like in that scene 
he kill, kicks everyone with like the exact same kick, always yeah. Chuck Norris roundhouse <laughs> kick. And uh, every single person flies on a table and breaks it. <laughs> like every single, like I'm like, every is this done on purpose person. to be funny? Because it's hilarious. <laughs> like after the third table, you're just like, oh yeah. Like the net kick flies on the table, instant smashes it. There's like literally shows at the end of the fight. And there's like no table. Like guys are moving to go to the other table. Like the one table. There's only one left. table left in the room, and they're all sitting and he just at kick, it. Yeah. Smash table, kick, smash table. Yeah. Throw a guy over his shoulder, smashes the table. <laughs> and they're folding like match boxes too. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I think it must have just been that they didn't have anything else on set. That was their prop, and they built a bunch it. of shit yeah. tables. They're like, how else do we make it look like he's really doing like something? Like break some more tables, and yeah. it made it hilarious. And the woman was yeah, so okay. So yeah, so the, but visually so like. That, that stuff happens. Just... There's a, a cave scene where like they're having to climb around boiling water and you know stuff like that. It doesn't look it's, bad. It's, it's just low budget. It's low, low budget, budget, but it doesn't look terrible. But it's not horrible. When you're watching this movie, you're not like, God, this looks like shit. Yeah, there's no, and the, but at the same time, there's nothing that yeah. is visually memorable really either. The only thing I remember about this movie from seeing it as a kid was the scene in the very beginning where they leave him to some other bad guy who's not really in the movie. It's just an opening scene to show that they're involved in adventure foibles <laughs> they're left in the, to die in the desert and the guy like tied up to the ground and the guy puts a glass bottle of like water in his hand to yeah. taunt them and he, and he smashes it with his bare hand to get the glass to cut i remember that yeah he like yeah. squeezes <laughs> grip grip strength crushes the bottle really made a big impression on little eric yeah so uh all right well moving on to structure do you want me to go first again sure you go on first again on so one. we both said two on that one right yep uh for structure i said one and a half i also said that's one and like half. the faint praise we just talked yeah. about how you didn't even know where in the world this was taking place. The yeah. weird dialogue. The, yeah. This all sorts of really slow points. And me- the movie kind of meandered. It very much And meandered. didn't really explain what they were trying to do. So there was a lot wrong with it. Yeah, and I think this woman was supposed to be... So the actual plot is... She just finds some adventurers to go help her. She had a map find some from somewhere, gold. but I don't know where she got yeah. it. She was like, "No, this one's real." But then the gold. But then Sonny Landham as the bad guy is like either looking for or protecting He's this protect- gold. He's protecting because he was already there in the. So place. he already knew where it was. I think okay. he was just some sort of spiritual protector of the. See, I wasn't sure if he was well, trying sure to follow either. her to get to the gold, but I think you're but right. I, he seems to know the place at the end, and yeah. So you don't quite, I mean, you he's never like a, quite some understand. Some, yeah, you never understand. It and took like us a while said, to figure out where the hell the movie even was. Yeah, and like we said, this woman seems to have feelings about, like, like everything. She's like, I think, I'm I'm probably supposed to put this here. And like, she'll just kind of like stumble that. on something. She doesn't something. even say like, I get these premonitions. Like, yeah. it just starts, she starts saying, feels like there's old people sleeping in here. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck are you, what? No, Eric, I'm sure there's I'm some sure old there's people some sleeping there. I'm sure there's some old people there. <laughs> I'm sure there's some old people in there Like, they couldn't even say like, I feel... Like a presence, like people sleeping. Right. That would have made more sense. But like, I'm sure there's old people sleeping in here, and they both just kind of look at her, and they're like, "Let's go this way." And we're just like, "What the fuck are we watching?" Yeah. But to me, that rise. I mean, that we can go into the next point too. Yeah. We both said one and a half. That rise to the point that it's funny. Like yeah. it was bad enough at these things that it, we were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. So like the the, the the entertainment score was improved by how bad that was. Yeah, actually. So what was and your the, like inter- the all? I said two and a half for entertainment. Yeah, I said one and a half. Yeah, but to um, me it was I was I mean the meandering was its worst sin in terms of entertainment. Yeah, the, the slow parts. But I was like, and the scene with where they were like pretending to be nuns to get into this part that was funny to me. Like I thought that shit was funny. Where they were pretending to They be were in- trying to cross like a border or go through this train and like rebel occupied area. I don't remember area. what was funny about it though. 
Well, they were like, oh, we need you to do the last rites for this oh, guy. yeah. Because they thought they were being and found out. he was like, out. e pluribus Right, yeah, doing like, e pluribus and doing and all just, this like, bullshit. just like doing like Totally bullshitting everything. And, like, yeah. yeah. And then the guy miraculously wakes up because yeah. he wasn't like, oh, it's a flesh room. Oh, here's his ticket right Oh, you healed him. Yeah. Like, it's dumb shit that's just funny. But even that scene, I was expecting them to take it further and then to have everyone on the train want, want get, them yeah. and then have some different Well, because they weren't blessing. really trying to make it a comedy. They yeah. were just trying to do like Indiana Jones style, like, chuckle-worthy situations. It just didn't do anything enough. No. It was like... But the, it, it was bad enough that things yeah. were actually starting to get funny. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I will I will bump my entertainment up to a two. But I will say this movie was starting to get painful. If that woman hadn't been so bizarre... Right. Um, that was actually my main entertainment value. Right. That was, was, that was the most What's this woman going to say and like saying or do? those lines that literally make you laugh. she always delivered. Right. Every I'm but it was I too cannot, long because that yeah. would it would have been I cannot emphasize how much every single line she has every single thing she does is just weird. There's a point where I mean it's just everything I think about. There's yeah. a point where they're trying to figure out where this gold thing is, where the where the mines are, yeah, where and the- she in the first cave where the where she sends the old people sleeping, they'd found this golden dagger. And when they're looking at a map later, they get back to like the hotel room. She gets another one of her premonitions, and, just and she stabs it. she oh, stabs yeah. the dagger into the map and says it's there. And then she fucking falls into a faint. Yeah. And nobody comments. And they on don't it. explain like they why just you carry did that her or out. if that was supposed to be legit. They just carry her out and lay her fucking lifeless body in a bed yeah. and go, okay, we'll go there tomorrow. Like, nobody comments on right. it. Right, don't act it's like never, it's bizarre. Everything like, with this character and this actress is like that. Right. And yes, there is entertainment value to so be I had So I said two and a half, which is... Right. Just average overall, but yeah, it definitely, yeah. there was times where I was like about to start checking my phone because there was not you much fell happening. So, yeah, I didn't actually fall asleep. I was starting to do it, but that was not related to the movie, honestly. Yeah. Because that was, that was five minutes from the end. But I was just I, starting to get tired. Yeah, honestly, that was about 10 minutes from the end. Yeah. But that's like that's how I know I didn't enjoy this movie because when you fell asleep, I got a moment of relief where I was like, oh, we don't have to finish it. I was like, fuck. Yeah, you weren't we enjoying it. Later. But yeah. for me, I, I definitely did enjoy, like not, like not just this is dumb, but I was literally enjoying how dumb it was. Yeah. You know, right. with like the woman be- doing hilarious stuff, can't even ride a donkey, <laughs> can't even talk. Yeah. The, every table getting broken in this place is pretty funny. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to run through my scores. I said okay. one, two, one and a half, two for a total of six and a half. I said one and a half, two, one and a half, two and a half for a total of uh, seven and a half. Right. So, King Solomon's Minds, we gave it an eight and a half and an 11 for a total of 19 and a half. Yeah. And Firewalker, we said six and a half plus seven and a half, that's 14. So, King Solomon's Minds is hands down the better movie. Oh, that's a significantly. Solid, it actually got a, a decent score. Yeah. It got a decent score and you know it's easily yeah, wins. Yeah, you on know, this one. Firewalker is not, it's not one of the worst. No, Those and are, I like Chuck Norris. That, inc- that helps with my yeah. entertainment score. I'm Those a big are, fan of Chuck Norris. I can't in good conscience recommend it other than if you'll you probably watch, be bored. Yeah. If you Other- want to see this this woman, check out the first half of the movie or something. Yeah. And just see how goofy she is. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's noteworthy. That big giant chewing on a big giant ship for, like, five minutes. No, like, holding it with two hands. Like a raccoon. And taking and bites out of a potato One chip. chip. <laughs> yeah. A single potato chip. Yeah. So, um... So I think that's probably going to do it for us. I These are not going to be the last canon movies we do. I've already got... 
another set of canon movies. The Labamba ones, right? Yeah, the Lombada. <laughs> Lombada. Whatever. Well, they're not technically canon movies. It was after canon split up. And then that one of them the did a Lombada. That was the Electric Boogaloo thing, wasn't it? What? That is the, the name Electric Boogaloo. Doesn't that come from that? No. No. No, Electric Boogaloo came from Breakin' 2. Uh, so canon did a movie called Breakin', which was breakdancing. Oh, and Breakin' 2. And it 2 got really like... popular. So then they did Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo. And I think there was something weird about it, but I don't quite remember. Uh, like no, this is some other script no. That the Lombada <laughs> movies were uh, canon. The two Israeli guys who were cousins actually uh, they split up. They disbanded it, and then they hated each other. So they did. The and same. so we're one of them, one. yeah, one of them started to make a Lombada movie. The other one found out he was making a Lombada movie. He was like, I'm gonna make my own better Lombada movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. These guys. Are. Yeah, yeah, and of course they're both terrible, but. But that's all hearsay. We'll we'll dive into that for you times. later. But uh, the 80s so, were a glorious so yeah, time. these are these will not be the last we see of canon uh-huh. movies. Well, we've already I'm done. Sure. Didn't we already do? Yeah, because Masters of Masters the Universe. Of the Universe. Uh, I don't think we've done any other ones. I don't think so. But Masters of the Universe, it was actually right after. And what did that we do it with Beastmaster or something? Beastmaster is not canon. No, but I'm saying, what was the other movie on that yes, episode? you're right, it was you're Beastmaster. right. We did Beastmaster versus Masters of the Universe, because it right. was, like, the theme was 80s muscle masters. With loincloths or whatever. Yeah, With yeah, and I mean, it's not, a, it's not a bad theme. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, if I do say so myself, it's a fairly good matchup, although Beastmaster was way better. It's, a, I, it's an actually decent movie. Beastmaster was another one of those that Surprises surprised me you. with it being a real movie. Right. I, was not, That's why it became and they semi-pro, threw like a child into the fire. Yeah, and I was like, yes! <laughs> and like the bat people. Right, like, this weird shit. Sh- now I kind of want to watch Beastmaster. <laughs> and the ferret helpers. Oh! And then, and then the, the ferret big. kisses the tiger at the end. <laughs> Guess what the next movie I'm going to watch is. <laughs> but I think that is going to do it for us. No comment. But yes. <laughs> exactly. So if you want to get in touch with us, email address is faintpraisepodcast at gmail.com. And you can find either of us on Twitter. But don't I, use any of that Twitter language or Tony doesn't like it. Fucking, this ain't it, chief. This is everything. Yeah, this is everything. What is it, this ain't it, chief? I haven't seen that one. Uh, this ain't it, chief, is just like if someone... It's like one of those weird flex, but okay kind it's of It's exactly the same kind of thing. Yeah. I Yeah, it's it's all the same people. They'll be like, this ain't eat, chief. We're flex, but okay. Yeah, so. And what's <laughs> the newest one I just saw today? It was, some of y'all didn't grow up blank. And to be honest, it shows. And But they'll be like, some of y'all didn't ever have to watch the scary version of Goosebumps. And it shows. <laughs> like they they're, they're all anything. Yeah, it's all like, some of you guys haven't screamed into a public toilet while your <laughs> friends no these are literal ones that i saw today like that's actually kind of funny. yeah some of y'all haven't screamed into a public toilet puking while your friends wait for you outside and it shows you know <laughs> stuff like that yeah, so when they get that ridiculous they're just trying to be funny it doesn't, yeah. obviously doesn't mean anything yeah but that's how it all feels to me it's yeah. just like okay the joke's played out once you start doing that the joke's played out already but anyway i don't like twitter but anyway come talk to me I on say, twitter some of y'all haven't walked into caves where old people of sleeping and it shows <laughs> some of y'all have never been sure that there's old people sleeping in there and, and it, it shows, shows. <laughs> some, that's what you should tweet some of y'all haven't seen King Solomon's Mine and Firewalker and oh, it shows oh god I can't make myself do it I'm sorry you can do it if you want but uh and then I can say weird flex but okay oh god <laughs> no I think that one's officially done but you're so old <laughs> I do like that yeah <laughs> 
Um, so find me on Twitter. Make, give me a reason to like it at Faint Praise TJ, or go talk to Eric at Faint Praise yeah. E. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening, and hopefully you will join us next time. Bye.